I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into In Game Live right here on the Sports Grid on a Saturday afternoon. I am Kevin Walsh, and I am joined by George Kurtz as we are going to be set to take you through all of the slate that will be offered here on a Saturday. Of course, the NBA, a couple of games over in the NHL, as well as a packed baseball slate. George, how are you? Doing well. Uh, a lot better than when I left you last night, right? Uh, things got better for me at the end. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. saved my, uh, probably saved my butt there. Instead of getting a big loss day, it was a small little loss night. Yeah, I was. Um, I saw that the Dodgers won. I was like, all right, that's good. I saw that the Tigers went into extras. I went, oh, no. But then they still won. So that was good as well. And we also saw the Toronto Maple Leafs return the favor, and come back from down 3 nothing uh, to win that game against the Blue Jackets in ridiculous fashion. It was a crazy night. I mean, you started with that, uh, that Detroit-Pittsburgh game, right? That was a game where, all right, going to lose. Oh, Detroit came back. Look at that. I'm going to win. Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm going to lose. Oh, Detroit came back. It was going back and forth. I counted it as a loss two or three times. I was shocked because, listen, it's Detroit-Pittsburgh. It's a game I'm not going to watch all that much. And I, I go back and what? They won the game? Wow, that was a nice bonus there. That was great. You mentioned uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs there. And uh, i got to thank you for that. You convinced me during in-game live to go uh, double down. 
because I had them on the uh, the puck line at plus 200. Lost that, obviously. They didn't win by a goal and a half. But I, I think it was a price that we liked at some point during the show. Doubled down on them. So I ended up winning money on the Maple Leafs. And then I got my Dodgers parlay there. Although it still wasn't perfect. And this is what, you know, sometimes this does to you. You know, gambling, okay, I won with the Dodgers. But in my, my main fantasy league, which I, uh, big money league, I had Julio Urias. And even with a 5-1 five, five, lead, he got pulled at the four innings. So I don't get the win, which I desperately needed there. It's a points league this year because of what's going on. And that's, that's points there. I just lost them. I'm like, why? Why did you get pulled up the four innings? Is there an injury I don't know about? Couldn't find anything. So just uh, it's even the Dodgers weren't perfect for me. And by the way, I came very close to traveling to strangle you, by the way. Because what oh, no. you say? This, right when oh, we left yeah, the air, yeah, what would you yeah, say? Yeah, 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 yeah. What would yeah. you say? Oh, yeah, they don't score this thing. They're going to lose. And, and I'm watching the game like, oh, Bellinger's out. Oh, Turner's Oh, my God, they didn't score. I'm going to strangle him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> you know what's funny? So, uh, it's funny I mean, how things worked out. I deservedly so. And what's funny then is they didn't score, and then they didn't score first as well. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" That what looked like you know one that got away is now a bet I couldn't be happy to have not had. The only thing I was upset about, George, is then I I got gun shy. The the Dodgers went to plus money to still win by, uh, you know, a run and a half after being down one nothing. I'm like, is this ridiculous? They're still losing the game right now. But in the next half inning, Mookie home run. They're they're up to one, and obviously they handle the job. I, I as well was. I think I might have been scared of my own jinx with them not scoring in that spot. Uh, and I think uh, we're just going to get George set up there audio-wise, guys. And I'll take this time to talk to you a little bit here. There we go. There you go. I think we've got George yeah. back. Fantastic. Last night was a wild night because uh, it was really a 50-50 night. The Oilers losing hurt. That hurts. I think I had three bets on that. I didn't get the over either. It was one of those bets. So uh, that turned the night uh, really to a not profitable one. And I really needed to hit the last four bets. The Toronto Maple You mentioned the Dodgers here. And Vancouver. I took Vancouver, Canucks, and that was another game. I don't think they ever had the lead in that game. I think they were trailing that game, you know, by a goal, one nothing, 2-1, 3-2, 4-3, and they ended up winning it in overtime. So I was like, wow, you know, it was just a uh, – it kept me up for a while because I don't know about you, but when you have a night like that where you hit a lot of things late, the adrenaline's flowing. You know, uh, I mean, I had some work to do for, the, uh, for us after uh, – you know, until about 2, 3 a.m. anyway, but I'm still wired. Still wide. I'm like, wow, you know, I can't believe I won the Toronto game. Can't believe I won the uh, Vancouver game. Felt good. Even though overall on the night, it, uh, it was a minus night. But uh, it just felt good to, I guess, get on a roll again at the end. I've, I've come to realize that the, the importance of hitting the last bet of the day, for me personally, is very high. Like, I can have a negative day, but if I hit the last bet, I'll be like, that's ah, all right. We're rolling in tomorrow. We'll be fine. Kind of deal. But if I lose that last bet, it'll re- it'll keep me up a little bit. This, 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 this. And yesterday actually was a good day. Yesterday worked out well because we we only you know played in very specific areas and and it worked out nicely um, for us. Let me quickly let people know here with this uh, game over in the NBA right now: Blazers, Clippers. Uh, it is really the the only main attraction, I would say that we're being offered on the live board, 24 different 
games in soccer, of course golf, and I don't want to slight golf. It is a major, but it's difficult to figure out how you want to play it on the live market, guys. Your pre-matchup bets and what have you uh, is typically the way you would go more so uh, in that arena. But uh, Blazers-Clippers is an interesting one. If you bet this game last night, uh, potentially wondering maybe Kawhi sits out, uh, you took the Blazers getting around, you know, three and a half, four points, you win that gamble as Kawhi Leonard is sitting out. This game closes with the Blazers laying four, four and a half points. I I didn't want to jump in, though, on that late line movement, really in either direction. Paul George still playing. Can he keep this game close? I think so. But also, will Paul George even play in the second half? Unsure about that. Do I just roll with the Blazers here? Their performance, to me, you know, I, I still kind of want to wait and see, if you will. Not over the moon about laying four and a half last night when it was four. I considered the total pregame, but I went back and forth there. Ultimately, the, the move I decided to go with was the Clippers team total of 113.5 over. We are off to a sluggish start there, and the Blazers offensively have come out and looked wonderful, and a full game total looks much better than isolating just the Clippers numbers, but there's a lot of time there. Without Kawhi Leonard, uh, they're just going to continuously bomb threes. That's my expectation. Even if the game gets out of hand, potentially the Blazers will let up a little bit defensively. And also Hassan Whiteside is missing in this game. And, um, you know, for all the troubles that Hassan Whiteside brings, he is still one of the elite rim protectors uh, in the entire uh, NBA. So I'll take my chances. 13-8 early lead for uh, the Blazers in that game. We've got a little bit more than seven minutes left in the first quarter. We will, of course, be tracking all of those lines for you. Uh, and then there will be another NBA game that will get underway uh, at around 3.30. Unfortunately, though, George, no hockey live right now because a lot of people that would have had to play back-to-back got the job done. Yeah, actually, there were six elimination games yesterday. Every game was a possible elimination game, and five of the six got eliminated. So uh, bad luck as far as hockey is concerned. And even today, the two games we do have today are the round-robin games. And I don't know how serious these teams have been taking this. You know, I've been uh, on my little rant here for uh, really since uh, we found out about how the NHL was going to go about this. I'm not a Boston Bruins fan. Matter of fact, I hate the Boston Bruins. Brad Marchand, dirtiest player in hockey. And the Boston Bruins, though, Kev, at the, uh, when, when the, uh, the pandemic hit, they had about a 10-point lead. It was the equivalent of five games. They had a five-game lead for the best overall record. No one was catching them. Right? There's like eight, nine games up. They would have had to, had to lose them all in order to lose that. But uh, the NHL in their infinite wisdom goes, yeah, we're going to have this round robin. But no advantage there to anybody. Everybody starts from scratch. Well, Boston, their two best players, Pasternak and Marshawn, have both had – and Pasternak had did some things during quarantine that he admits he shouldn't have done that delayed his return to the team. Marshawn's been nicked up. Their best goaltender, Tukarask, nicked up. They're not at full health here. They've lost their first two round-robin games. They now have no chance of the number one seed anymore. None. Because they're going to have one bad week or one bad few days. They can't get that number one seed anymore. They'll either be the third seed or the fourth seed. Now, maybe say it doesn't matter. You know, you got to beat who you got to beat anyway. But it just seemed to me to be unfair for a team that played 72 games, had the best record in the NHL by far, not close, will now be a number three seed or a number four seed, depending on the outcome, of today's game in their own conference. Uh, so I didn't like the way, they, the way the NHL did it. I thought they should have done it, Kev, where uh, you, want, you want to do the round robin? Fine, do it. But you got four teams in it? 
All right. The first place team overall coming in, four points. Second place, three points. Third place, two points. And the last one, one point. Or three, two, one, zero. Whatever you want to do. Give them a bonus for what they did during the regular season instead of saying, ah, regular season meant nothing. In 24 of 31 teams, unless you were horrific in the regular season, you're here. You get a buy. There's your bonus here. So uh, I didn't like it. And now the uh, Boston Bruins will suffer because of it. They can only be the third or fourth seed, depending on if they win today's game. Do you, do you feel that potentially the, these higher seeds maybe came in um, feeling slighted? Because both five seeds as well were upset by the 12. The Canadians beat the Penguins and the Blackhawks beating the Oilers. Do you think that they were mentally thrown off by this restart and they couldn't get over the fact that maybe they felt hard done by with the, the new system? You make a valid point. I mean, when this first came out, the Pits, by the way, that Boston game's tomorrow, not today. I was mistaken. Uh, when this uh, first came out, we heard gripes from the Penguins that they weren't happy about this because – which the thing would say is, yes, you're still playing a bad team in uh, the Montreal Canadiens, but their goaltender, Carey Price, now is a well-rested goaltender. He might be the best goaltender in the NHL, certainly a top three goaltender at worst. And now because he's had those five months off, he didn't have to go through the grind of the regular season where maybe he's beat up, maybe he's a, you know, a little slow, tired, uh, sore, broken down, whatever it might be. He's fine. And so we heard the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins complaining about this, and as literally everybody from Cam, Gabe, myself, in a five-game series in the NHL, if you have a hot mm. goaltender, you have an advantage. If you have the better goaltender, you have an advantage. If they're not letting any pucks in, it's not going to matter. You're going, you're going to lose. You know, that team's going to win if that goaltender is, is, is hot, and that's pretty much what happened here. Uh, I'm not saying Price won it all by himself. I think that's a little uh, – you know, I, I wouldn't go quite that far, but he was a big part of it. He was certainly better than Matt Murray, the Pittsburgh goaltender. And when you go over Chicago and Edmonton, Edmonton's the other five number five seed that lost. It's almost the same thing, but it was because of their two Hall of Fame forwards for the Chicago Blackhawks, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze. Five months off, these older players got rest. Fresh legs were able to play like themselves. Now, it also helps that Edmonton has no defense and their goaltending is poor as well. And their, their top players just outplayed Edmonton's top players. But I think the fact that the five months off, it was huge. Had a big uh, to do. I think if this series would have happened in March or April when the players were supposed to start, Pittsburgh and Edmonton probably move on. Uh, and that is the way it goes. And uh, that's the, the nature of the you know restart. There's just a lot more variables now that come into play. But we are underway here for what should be a, a very enjoyable three hours and action-packed three hours. We come back. We'll of course take a look over in the NBA as well. Start to get you set. Today's baseball slate. That's next here on Endgame Live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back right here to In Game Live. I am Kevin Walsh. I am joined by George Kurtz. Feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know what plays you guys are on here on a Saturday. You can find George over at George Kurtz. You can find myself at the Kevin Walsh. And always find us uh, over at SportsGrid on Twitter. Follow along there for all the updates and things that we have going on over on the grid. Uh, so, George, I want to start cracking in a little bit, talking about this Yankees-Rays game, but I had a thought that I, in terms of the hockey that I did want to ask you about, and I didn't want to forget about it. Um, as it pertains to the Canadians now, right, is the idea going to be that Carey Price is hot, this team is dangerous, or do you think there's a world where it gets overstated and we now could potentially get value on a number one overall seed because people are buying too much into how much Harry Price can dictate the outcome of a full series. Well, you're right. Uh, Carey Price will be overvalued now. And listen, they're also the Canadians going to play a better team in the, uh, the next round or the first, whatever way you want to look at this. Uh, this is a player a playing round. Technically, the next round is the first round, so they're going to play a better team. They might end up playing Tampa Bay. I think the Lightning coming into this thing with the best team in the NHL. You know, all things being equal. Steven Stamkos, their uh, star center, banged up. He's out indefinitely. That would certainly change things if he can't play. As far as them being the best team, they would still be better than Tampa, uh, than Montreal. So either way, I like that. Um, as I said, Pittsburgh, you can attack Pittsburgh. They're not a great team anymore. They have names that everybody knows. Crosby, Malkin, Latang. 
but they're not a great team. Their defense, other than Latang, iffy. Goaltending is extremely iffy, right? Murray does have a couple of cups to his name, but he got hot a couple of times. He's no one's definition of a top goaltender. So I think Canadians, yes, they went on a nice run. And I do think I, I don't want to I don't want to go to the narrative that it was all Carey Price. I think that's unfair. So I think they did play well, but Price, listen, and without him, they don't win the series. Let's put it that way. At least they don't. It mm-hmm. definitely goes to a game five. I don't think they would have won in four. But uh, I think it'll be different when they play a team like the Lightning, if it is the Lightning, who can roll three lines at them. Three lines coming at you, you have, they have a better defense. And ace goaltender themselves, Vasilevsky on Lightning, he's not Price, but he's not that far behind either. You know, so it'll be a completely, uh, completely different game uh, for the Montreal Canadiens when they go on next. Harry Price will probably have to play even better to beat any team he plays in the, uh, the first round, whether it be Tampa Bay, whether it be Philadelphia. Uh, Montreal, I have no doubt, is rooting for Philadelphia. You'd much rather play the Flyers than the Lightning. Not a knock on the Flyers again, but they're not mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I, I think that'll be interesting. I'm curious uh, what that series price will, will look like, especially if it is the Flyers. Um, because of that group of four in the seating, they, you know, and again, kind of as you said, not a knock on them, but of that group, they were probably the least feared, if the, you know, because of Boston, Tampa Bay, right? So um, it will be interesting to see what that price could potentially look like. Obviously, though, we're still a bit away from having those numbers here. Uh, let's talk Yankees Rays, George. And I think it's good that we're starting at 120 because yesterday we started late trying to find uh, Giants Dodgers bets. Because uh, it was a difficult market to navigate. Although the bet we we found, we thought was a grand slam, then a disaster happened. It lost. So it, it is what it is. But this is a tricky game here with Garrett Cole on the mound uh, at uh, Tropicana against Glasnow. Minus one fifty four for the Yankees to win this game. The Rays are plus one thirty four. The total is six, and this obviously doing with the fact that this is going to be. Uh, part one of a doubleheader today, so a seven-inning doubleheader. Talk to me. What are your early thoughts on this game? I'm looking for as many under totals like Vine. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Well, they had four hits or five hits in yesterday's game, and that was Tanaka mm-hmm. and Snell who went three innings. The Yankees right now, their offense is not not there. And Tyler Glasnow is a very good pitcher, and he I think he'll sign with the Yankees again here. I mean, under six. That, I don't know if I can go that. I just don't know. Even though I think it's going to come in here. But I'm more looking at the Rays. I'm getting plus 134. I know it's Garrett Cole going against them. I do. Mm-hmm. But Cole has been – he's been good, but he has not been great. And the teams have scored off of him. This – I mean, I'm not going to say another one nothing game. But this smells me like 2-1, 3-2 at the worst here. Maybe I am going to go the, uh, the under here. But minus 164, that's, that's just an issue. That's, I mean, you're getting under six at minus 164. I know it's seven innings, Kev, but – Man, that's, that's a, a high price to pay for a six-run uh, under. I'm looking at, at Garrett Cole, as you, we talked about earlier, eight and a half strikeouts, but seven innings, that's, that's over a strikeout an inning. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go six, now we need to get 1.3 strikeouts per inning. Glass now is 7.5. Once it gets over a strikeout an inning, you're going at least six, I think. You're getting plus money. Plus one in barely on glass now. Plus one away. I'm leaning towards that as one of my bets here. And the other problem, I don't think there's going to be any runs scored in the first inning. I don't. But it's minus 200. That's a heavy price to pay. So, I think this is a very, very interesting spot. I think Garrett Cole is going to, going into this game with the mindset of throwing seven. That's what I believe. 
Um, we've seen, you know, we saw Trevor Bauer do this. Garrett Cole um, has gone, I think, what is it, six innings, six and two-thirds. He actually has a complete game already under his belt on the season. I think that Garrett Cole is going into this game with the mindset of that. And I'm sure Glasnow, though, was hoping he could uh, make that kind of dent in this game as well. Um, and I'm sure the Rays would like to see that. We talked about yesterday, Blake Snell came into this one early. And then the fact that it is a doubleheader, you obviously want to be cautious with how much you're going to have to go to your bullpen. The thing with Glasnow, though, is he's not even gone five yet. Went four in his first start and then four and two-thirds in the next start. I think, look, I think we have to try and be, again, creative here, right? I but agree. Garrett Cole has been priced short at my, well over minus 200, seemingly, in all of these starts. I don't remember that opening day number. Let me see if I can find that opening day number against Scherzer. Because to be fair, that one was a bit lower due to the fact that they were going against Scherzer. But they were still on the road and were favored in that game. Give me just a moment here as I think I'll be got, able to look. I got something for you. You said okay. creative, and I, I 100% agree with you. I think we have to be creative here. I've got something that I kind of like here. Uh, be a parlay bet. But if you believe mm. that there's going to be no run scored it's, uh, in the first inning, that's minus 200, then you can also go with the correct score, which is tied 0-0, minus 220. You can get that down the parlay. Will they actually let you parlay those? I don't know. I, I, I haven't, I'm just looking I would, at the, uh, the odds here. You're probably right. They should. I would think. I would, yeah, I would think if, if they, because then, same bet. Let's find out. Yeah, you It is the same bet. Yeah. Oh. No, they said, they said no. Imagine, no, George, that would have been, you just play that every day. So much for creativity. <laughs> I will say... Now, you can do same-game parlays of, you know, the total as well as the side, right? Oh, we can't actually do that here in the spot. That's interesting. What are the same-game parlays that they even offer then? No, they don't, they're not even offering anything. Yeah, they it just says same-game parlay, but there aren't actual same-game parlay options. This is a very... I would have done that one. This is very, uh, but it, is, it, it, it I, makes sense because you are you are sort of uh, working your way around the rules there. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you absolutely are. Um, I'm leaning towards the Yankees in this spot, and I think is it is it dangerous to say that this Yankees offense is due to wake up some? But I know what you're saying. Look, Garrett Cole hasn't been great himself. You know, he's been good. Plus one thirty, plus one thirty four for this game to have seven runs. But boy, are we asking for it, huh? A two nothing win. I think I think game two is the game where they're gonna they'll score runs. I just don't see it. I think this game is going to be lower scoring here. Now, one mm-hmm. thing we need to bring out here is that uh, this is seven innings. Both the Yankees yeah. got to use their bullpen a lot this week. They're playing a double mm-hmm. header. They the Yankees are gonna want Cole to go at least six, if not all seven. They're gonna mm-hmm. want that. Uh, I think Glass. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm looking at Glass. He was gone four and two thirds and four. Uh, I had to look out how many pitches he's thrown at each start here. Uh, maybe he's not ready to go more than five or six, but still, that hurts the strikeout prop. Uh, their bullpen, yes. their bullpen is damn good, so I don't, I don't think it changes the, the scoring prop all that much. It's the strikeout prop that this hurts here. But they said the Yankees aren't hitting. Sanchez 
is a strikeout machine. Torres looks terrible. Even Judge struck out three times last night. He's a little off here. It's really been LeMayhew and Tartman who are hitting, or Shell is somewhat here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I have not pulled any triggers in this game yet, but I want to. Yes, I, 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 I want to as well. I think we're looking at a spot where I'm leaning Yankees. We've got a while to make the call, George. We have a while, but early, I'm trying to find a way here because I think Garrett Cole's going seven. And boy, do I wish that they would give me some kind of prop on, on that. Complete game. Complete game prop. And I understand that it would be you know significantly different than what you would expect. But I'm even looking at you know the Yankees minus the one and a half here. Just hope that... Because here's the thing, right? If Garrett Cole... Throws a complete game shutout, which I know sounds ridiculous, by the way. Like, I'm just acting as if complete game shutouts are normal. But he is, I mean, he's so good. Like, of course, it's going to have the potential for that to be the outcome. I, I wonder if then there, you know, there's more juice on this Yankees team than maybe we're suggesting. But we, we've certainly started to unpack uh, this game a little bit. It is one of two 210 games on the baseball slate, George. Uh, another one in the Indians and the White Sox. Now, we're going to have you know a little bit more time, of course, on the other side. We'll be able to talk about this game, but I just want to throw a number out to you, okay? Eight and a half is the total. The Indians have played 15 games. George, they are 13-2 and two to the under, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I saw that stat the uh, probably two days ago. Actually, I think it was ten and two when I saw it. So I guess three days ago. Uh, so yeah, they. Uh, this is not surprising, by the way. I mean, think about it. This is, why are we surprised by this stat? We knew coming into the season that Cleveland could pitch, but their offense was so so. What we didn't know, really know about Cleveland was not so much Clevenger, Bieber, and Carrasco. Maybe a little bit question mark about Carrasco coming back from the leukemia, but we didn't trust four and five. Savali, mm-hmm. Plutko. Uh, I'm missing somebody else there that they uh, they throw in there. Uh, please, sec. Right? We uh, we didn't know about right. those guys. Could they be consistent? Not not be great. Not be Clevenger. Not be Beaver. Not be Cy Young guys. But could they be consistent starting pitching? Well, apparently they can. All right. I mean, that's what we're seeing here. Uh, I mean, I I actually went for the over last night, eight and a half. I'm thinking about it again today because I just <laughs> think uh, White Sox home forced to starting. I think runs are going to be scored. But if I do go that direction. It'll be a smaller map because all the numbers tell me no. Yeah, that's the th- the way that they have been this year. Um, just the, the pit, that, that staff is just so loaded. We'll keep unpacking that game, and we'll also update you over in the Blazers-Clippers game next year on Endgame Live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back right here to Endgame Live on the grid. Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz with you guys up until 4 o'clock here today. Let's get you updated over in the NBA. Clippers Blazers after 137 34. The Blazers are leading 71 first quarter points over players. Have to be happy to see that. The Clippers shooting 57% from the floor. To only be outdone by the Blazers shooting 60% from the floor. Really, the only, uh, if there is a regret on me isolating the Clippers team total, which though was 113.5 and, and is now up to 119.5, uh, is that this pregame number of about 232 now sits at 244.5. No defense played in that first quarter. Although, look, these are still two very talented offenses. Uh, Damian Lillard was bringing it. And I think notably for over players, Lou Will bringing it 12 points in that opening frame. That is a good sign for over players. You're going to need a big game from Lou Will with, of course, you know, Montrezl Harrelson not being there and then Kawhi sitting this game out. But as far as in-game plays, guys, not much there, to be fair. Right now, I think where, you know, the value kind of came pre-game, uh, it doesn't look like there was really much of a Lou Will prop market. 
Uh, I would look for his live total because I think you could start to see maybe a 30-point performance is uh, in the bag maybe here for Lou Williams, but I don't see those numbers being offered. And the pregame numbers really aren't showing any value in terms of you know the total had a bunch tacked on. I'm not running to jump over this game right now, and the spread is about where it should be. So let this thing uh, kind of play out a little bit more. We'll get to ha- the half. Uh, and then we'll start to try and get a feel uh, for how this game will develop. Nothing there um, at the moment. So I'll tell you, George, I am, uh, I'm trying here because I have this half-hour window, or pretty much a full-hour window, where the NBA is really the only game in town to see if I can maybe point you in the direction of a winning ticket. You've been good to me. All right, I'll start a jinx you tried to put on me at a 10 o'clock game last night. You've been good. Like I said, uh, I, you brought, even though you're not a hockey guy, you you got me the hockey because you pointed out the uh, the number yesterday uh, while we were doing the show. And this is how this works, by the way. Sometimes you don't even think about things. You pointed out that it was a good mm-hmm. price. I think Toronto was down a goal or two. It's probably just one goal. So I don't think I would have bet them down two. I probably got a better yeah. price if I did. And we're like, all right, you know, it is a good price. Why not? Let's see what happens here. And uh, sure enough, and I ended up winning money on a game that I would have lost otherwise because I was getting uh, plus money. Uh, so it was, yeah. uh, I have no complaints with you. Not yet. I, I'll tell you. I'll t- <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll tell you. Yeah, not yet is a good, very, very good way to put that. But you know what was funny? Uh, so I got, you know, last night after we wrapped up the show, my brother was like, he goes, oh, you saw what happened in the Maple Leafs game. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, oh, they, you know, they were down 3 uh, nothing, came back. They won 4-3 uh, in overtime. Like, Told me that already. I know it happened yesterday. He goes, try paying attention. <laughs> it happened again. And I was like, what? It is like comfortably the most interested I've been in a hockey game. And again, that's not a slight to hockey, but like that is, like, you can't make that up. Like I went and I sat through the full five minute highlight tape to be like, oh, I need to watch every single thing that happened here. And now I know we'll have time to talk about this tomorrow, but again, it's, it's been, it was the most fascinating thing to me for it to play that way. Like, you look at this game now going into game five, and you say, okay, well, now the Blue Jays have all of the momentum. It exclusively belongs to Toronto, or these teams have just shown that they're pretty even thus far, and, it, you know, it's it's going to be a coin flip. I mean, this once again, this goes down to all sports. You don't have to be a hockey fan to wonder about this. Like, you be a basketball fan, baseball. When you lose an elimination game the way the Blue Jackets did yesterday, you just said it. They had a three-goal lead with, what, four minutes left, five minutes left, and you choked. I don't know if there's any other way about it. You choked. You can't, that, that can't happen, especially for a defensive team. It wasn't like Columbus is a running-gun team like the Oilers. They are a defensive team. And for you to lose that, I think it's good for them that the game is not today, which I thought it would be, by the way, but that it's not today, that they get a date, I guess, to get their feet under them to think it out. You know, and uh, not be have it on your mind. I mean, maybe it's the reverse here, but I think it's good they're not playing today. Get back to your game tomorrow here. But I got to think all the momentum on the planet is with the Maple Leafs right now. When you come back with three goals, you score, you win the game in overtime, and you're going to be flying high. You, I guarantee the Maple Leafs wanted to play today. Hell, they want to play right now. They probably want to play immediately after the game because you're flying high. <laughs> the momentum is going so well here. So uh, listen, right. I was curious anybody else. You know, one thing I'll tell you, and it's uh, – Blue Jackets blew a three nothing lead yesterday, right? Maple Leafs a three nothing lead before the day before that. I don't know if any lead is going, any lead, any leaf, any lead is going to be safe tomorrow night. You know, any lead at yeah. all, right? You can't trust either team; they can't seem to hold it. So uh, it should be a fun game. I, 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 listen, 
I love baseball. I love football. And I probably like those two sports more than hockey as far as I was going to rate, rank my sports. But there is nothing like a game five or a game seven NHL playoff right. hockey. If you are if you have any rooting interest in the game, you can't – in the third period, if it's tired, you can't sit down. Overtime, forget about it. You know, I, I lose years off my life. That's why I have gray hairs. It's not my kids. It's the fact that it's over – I own the overtime playoff hockey. It drives you insane. Any kind of stupid little dumping, which you know it's not going in, but you get nervous. And if you have money on the game, it just drives you insane. I, I mean, seriously, there's nothing like – uh, elimination for both teams, game five, game seven of a playoff series, overtime, or late third period uh, hockey, uh, playoff hockey. It's just exhilarating. And you got I wonder if, you know, team gets up 2 nothing, they just throw one in their own net. They're like, no, 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 3 nothing. We don't want to be up uh, 3 nothing. I just think it's interesting from the, from the Maple Leafs' perspective where now, you know, they avoid the series being over. That's such a big boost. Obviously, because the series would be over had they not done that. Their playoff hopes would be done. Uh, we were talking a little bit here, George, uh, about White Sox Indians, and, and we're going to have the ability to cover it because it's going to be, you know, these two baseball games for a while. Then we'll have a hockey game that'll join us, and we'll have a lot of time then to talk about what's going to be coming for us later in the night. So, you know, we don't have to, you know, go too long in the tooth on these games, but. You know, you and I are very similar when we start looking at baseball games. We, you know, we'll take a couple of favorites. We'll start throwing in some money line parlays. If we think Derek Cole could might go the full seven versus Glasnow, who maybe could only go five. And you got Plezak versus an opener in Foster. Could we maybe make an argument here for Indians-Yankees to, you know, a couple of favorites to get the job done to start today? Parlay together, plus 183 at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Or do you think maybe this... um this team here in the White Sox are, are live. I'm not going the Yankees to win. I need to see them hit. And I don't think today's, I don't think yeah. the first game of this doubleheader is going to be that game where they're going to fix their offense right now. It's right now there's just too many automatic outs in that lineup. You know, <clears throat> Torres, listen, we know what Sanchez is, right? He's been this, this way for a couple of years now. Either hit a home run or he's going to strike out pretty much. That's the way it is. Torres not hitting is uh, concerning, to put it nicely. And I think he, once again, he's one of those guys who's gripping the bat hard. You know, feeling it. Aaron Hicks has been – he gets on base but really hasn't done much with the bat either here. And they just have too many guys in that nine-person uh, lineup there. This is not a team, Kev. You're a fan. You know this. Well, they're going to put a lot of guys on base. They're built around the three-run home run. That's what we're waiting mm-hmm. for. You know, and Luke Voigt, once again, he's a lot like Sanchez but a little better. He's either home run or a pop-out, strikeout. Same thing. They're not going to have uh, three singles in a row to score a run. That's just not what they're going to do. I – I don't know if, uh, seriously, I don't know if they've done that all season, hit three singles in a row, you know, to go get it running. It's, it's just not how this team is built. They don't have table setters. They have table cleaners. It's what they want here. And you go to Tampa Bay. They generally don't play well down there anyway. It's not a, a hitter's ballpark. You're facing really good pitching here. I think for the Yankees to win today, I mean, Cole has to pitch a gem. And even that might be enough because it still might come down to the bullpen, which sort of like last night, who makes the mistake? And why did the Rays score last night? Because Adamino walked a couple of batters in a row. And then there was a wild pitch. Or oh, they might have called it a pass ball. I don't know. Uh, but I think it was a wild pitch. And that's how the run came in on a sack fly. And I think it's going to be the same sort of day today. Who makes the mistake? Who makes the error? Who walks a batter? You know, throws a ball away. You know, maybe one big hit. You know, this is where, if there's one thing I think the Yankees get hurt by, is all of their power comes from the right side. And if you have, other than Hicks, Topman, you know, Gardner, if you want to consider him, but uh, if you have a power righty, you can shut the Yankees down. 
Yeah, and obviously there will be uh, some fear that maybe Glasnow can fit that description today. I even through you know this with this Indians White Sox game, I wonder if you know we're, we're talking we talk about the total a little bit, right? Indians games thirteen of fifteen have gone under. But look at this from the White Sox perspective. Their last four games, the offensive output that they've had three zero three two. I know there's talent there, but they've not really been putting runs across the state either. You know, I just, I'm trying to figure it out here, but, you know, maybe we don't overthink this and we just take under eight and a half. I don't know much about this Forster guy. You know, is this the day that Cleveland wakes up and scores a few runs? You are playing in Chicago. It's a, it's, you're talking, what do they call this? Cellular field might be the best ballpark to hit in in the American League. It's a day game. It's warm. The ball should fly. Hey, listen, I like Plesak. You know, I do, we do know something about him, but he's not, a, he's not clearly, he's not beating me. He's not going to shut this team down. But granted, the White Sox offense right now is scuffling. They are, it is. There's no other way to really uh, say that. They're having some issues here. So maybe this is the day uh, where to go under again. Uh, but I don't love it. I, listen, I don't love it either way. And if Clevenger was on the man, I'd be with an ace there and give one of the better White Sox pitchers, Giolito, uh, I'd be fine with this. But the fact that you get two, mm. really got a fifth starter and a fourth starter here at best. And runs should be put up on the board today. Uh, that being said, listen, I'm, if I do go it, I'm only going to go the over. I won't go the under. I know that's idiotic with the numbers. But it'll be a small amount. Really, it's something to have something on the game kind of bit. Well, let me throw this out to you. So uh, These teams have already met with Plezak on the mound. And he threw eight scoreless and struck out 11 guys. So you tell me, George, typically, do we think, okay, they can't hit this guy. I don't know it's a one-game sample. Or is it, you know what, that in the, when they saw him, it was the, the 29th of July. So it was not all that long ago, in fact. Two Wednesdays ago. Do we think that, you know, should we just be playing please act strikeout props? Surely those are available. Four and a half. Over four and a half. Minus nine. Minus one ninety. He's got eleven, but he went eight. I don't. Ooh. That's a parlay. I gotta find a parlay. That's too much to pay just for that. But uh, I was looking at that. I listen when it comes to a baseball game. It's almost always the first thing I look at. Strikeout prop for a starting pitcher. I like that. It's sort of like the field goal prop in football. I love betting those props here, and I generally, I think I have about a seventy-five percent success rate on it. Oh, well, what I choose here, but I am leaning the over there. But I got to find a parlay button. Man, that is a lot. That is a lot. But he went eight scoreless against these guys last go around. Only gave up three hits. Wow, impressive stuff. All right, we come back. We've got more in-game live next, right here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back right here to In-Game Live. Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. Uh, while George is on the case trying to figure out how in the world we're going to play these 2 o'clock baseball games, let me update you over in the NBA where the score is 61-53, which I think is a more than reasonable score for a first half. The problem is there's still six minutes to go in the first half. The second quarter score with 540 Nine left here in quarter number two is 24-19 Blazers. The defenses are completely absent from this one, guys. The problem, though, as the new total sits at 258 and a half, is are you going to really jump in on that in-game number that's now seen 25 points added to it from the pre-game number? Now, look, sometimes these games just keep flying over. Uh, I've seen, you know, Gabe here from the network do it all the time. I just like, look, this game is going to keep going. And he'll jump in, and it will keep going. This live total getting up to 270 at one point, very reasonable. From what we've seen thus far, very reasonable. Uh, me, you know, right now, this Clippers team total is in good shape. Okay, the live number for their away team total is 125.5. I've gained a full 12 points on where it was pregame. 
I am a little frustrated, though, because why, why did I isolate this Clippers totally? Because the Blazers offensively right now have their team total of up to 133 and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook. They've added 15 points to where their pregame number was. That's why we're now sitting here with a 258 and a half total. Again, added 25 points. 25 points from where this number closed. I think it is difficult to find the value right now. I think it's because everything is going over. I think what you're going to want to do is I think you're going to want to still let this quarter come to a close, try and assess the situation, maybe playing the live player props market, see who's playing well, see who isn't playing well. The other reason as well I don't want to jump on this game just yet is I have my reservations about Paul George playing in the second half. He should probably be off tomorrow against Brooklyn. They probably decided to split it. Give PG today against the Blazers, Kawhi will play tomorrow against the Nets, and they'll rotate the days off for the guys instead of having them both off on the same day. That's the move that they've opted, I think, likely to go with. But we've seen guys just not play in the second half. We saw it with Joe Ingles yesterday. Okay, I was on uh, the morning after with Jared on Friday. I let him know. So these Ingles props are way too low, 14 and a half. He had 12 points in the first half. Could have been no problem. He didn't play in the second half. You lose that bet. So there's a little bit of worry there with the way that the bubble is going right now. I would be cautious, but I will look at the halftime player props, and I think that maybe is where we could potentially isolate some value, and I think that's what we'll hope to do at that time. In the intermediate, though, as the uh, Blazers and Clippers keep scoring 65-55 now. I mean, that's 120 points. There's still five minutes to go in this quarter. In the intermediate, though, George, anything jumping out with these baseball games here. These are tough ones to decipher. Yeah, you know, and then I sort of have a, a rule. When I'm searching really hard, tell me I should stay away. I mean, I keep looking at everything here. I really, I told you during the break, I really like the police act over here, but I got to find a parlay partner for uh, minus 190, over four and a half strikeouts. All right, I like that. I think that's almost, I don't want to say a lock, but I think police act would probably have to pitch poorly and be pulled from the game not to get it. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, so I, I do enjoy that. I mean, I, can't, I just don't love a second partner here. Not in this game. I probably may have to go to the Yankee game now. Or go go another game later in the day that we're going to talk about. But if I was going to go to the 2 o'clock games, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see anything that I love. I think this Yankee game is going to be incredibly low scoring. I really I do. I right. think they scored one yesterday. I'm not going to say one run again. I think that's nuts. But I think that under is going to come in. I think it's that. I don't think the score says I'm feeling 3-2, 2-1, something like that. Well, the only way you get screwed on the uh, the over-under is if it goes to extra innings. And, they, you know, both teams, of course, they start that run on second base, score multiple runs and multiple innings. So I can see I can see that happening, which we talked about last night, by the way, where it's 1-1, 2-2, and then Lord knows what happens with uh, the run on second base. But there is nothing I am loving here, straight up. But – I still think the Raiders are going to win this game again. I think the Yankees are scuffling right now. I think that most doubleheaders, Kevin, and here's something for you, uh, but this is more for the second game than the first game, most doubleheaders are splits. The numbers tell you that. One team wins one, the other team wins the other. You don't see too many sweeps. Uh, so I think the Raiders are going to win one game anyway. Why not the first game? <laughs> That's really what I'm going with here. Why can't they win the first game? And then I just worry about the second game. The second game, it's like the Yankees in Philadelphia the other day. It didn't matter. No, was pitching. Once again, though, doubleheaders are usually split. The Yankees won the second game. 
Uh, I just think the Rams are going to win this game. I don't think they're going to lose with Glass now on the mound here, unless Cole pitches an absolute gem, because I don't think the Yankees are scoring more than a run or two at most. Yeah, I think the thing, though, for us, George, is, and why we, first of all, you never got, you never have to force that. Never have to force that. But when you're on, uh, when you're watching, you like to have a little something. The thing for us is, we are on in game live. We will have the ability to follow this game very, very closely and hopefully come maybe somewhere in the in game market and find an edge. As I've said, I, I really believe that there's a good shot here that Kara Cole's going seven. I just, I do. I, I think that he's going to come into this game with that mindset. I think it begs the question, though. Listen, I mean, I know it's it's hard to go against a Garrett Cole prop, but eight and a half, the under is minus 122. That's nine strikeouts. I mean, you know, again, and he's going to get, I don't, I can't, you can't even say at best seven because technically it could go into an eighth inning and he might still be pitching. But to be fair, though, he also has the ability to strike out 12 guys, six innings, Garrett Cole. But he's not been striking guys out in that way currently on the year. Would you dare play an under Garrett Cole strikeout prop? Cole, in three games, the first game was a rain-shortened one, all right? So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, but in those three games, you know, you're right. His strikeout numbers are not what we expect. You know, we expect more from him. Uh, he struck out, what, five, seven, four. The five is probably the equivalent of seven or eight. That first game is Washington because, once again, rain shortened. Uh, the Baltimore game, seven, Philadelphia, four. Cole has admitted that he hasn't had his best stuff yet. You know, for, for whatever reason, you know, that he hasn't had his uh, A stuff yet. He's been battling some things. He's been fine, but battling some things. I mean, I'm looking at it here. Seven and eight and a half. The numbers say he should go under here. Seven inning game. The Yankees are going to want. The Yankees are going to want to win, so they could play a little bit more cautious. But here's another thing for you: if the Yankees want him to go a little further today, you know they really do want to win uh, uh, the game. They, they do push him, as you say, to go full seven. The Yankees are off Monday and Thursday next week, so they can easily right. give him an extra day's rest. Easily two day, extra day, rest, uh, days rest that they want to. Right? I mean, even now pitching a Saturday. He's, gonna, uh, he's not gonna scheduled to go again until Thursday, and that's an all day. So he's getting plus one day no matter what. No matter what the Yankees do, he's getting an extra day's rest this week. They could definitely push him further to go 100, 100, 510 pitches if they want to keep him in this game. So that worries me as well here uh, about that. Because once again, obviously, the longer he's in, the more strikeouts he might accumulate. Yeah. I'm not going to touch it. Eight and a half is too high for me. That's the bottom line for me. He hasn't done it yet this year. There are too many things I can see going either way here. I'm not touching the, uh, the, the strikeout prop, not with Cole, and probably not with Glasnow either. It's at 7.5, Kevin. Uh, during the break, I did look it up. Glasnow is first to start through 72 pitches, second start through 88. So he's building up, which means today he should easily be able to go 95 if he wants, 96. That's six, seven innings, and he's pitching well and without a problem here. So he can go over that strikeout total as well. And the Yankees strike out a lot, right? They do. Mm-hmm. Judge him, he's not on strikes out. Stanton strikes out. We know Sanchez is an automatic sh- strikeout. And uh, by the way, I'm, Yankees, uh, Higashioka went on the uh, IL, IL for the Yankees. Sanchez is going to have to play a lot outside of the uh, second game of the doubleheader today. But they're, they're a strikeout team. They are a strikeout team. They're a home run hitting team, but they're a strikeout team. I'm kind of, listen, I'm, 
I hate to be banking the Rays again here, but I'm kind of uh, the more I look at it, I'm looking at the Rays to, to win this game. I'm getting plus money here, and the Glasnow over seven and a half. All right, I, I, and I also think I was going to just toss this out there because you were talking about, you know, do you want a parlay partner for Plezak? We're going to hit the later games a little more in depth, George. But have any of the later games caught your attention that you might want to say, okay, I want this, whether it be the uh, Nats at a massive price against the O's, the Mets to not let the Marlins win their 100th game in a row. Is there anything, you know, I mean, Kershaw's on the mound tonight against Cueto, although that's a massive number, minus 320. Is there any of the late games that you might try and pull in here with a parlay with any of the numbers that you've somewhat liked that you've seen? I mean, my first throw is, uh, can Washington really lose to Baltimore twice? I mean, you got Eshelman versus Voth, but it's minus 194. What are they, nuts? When did Washington <laughs> become this good a team? I know they won the World Series last year, but they just got shellacked last night. What was it, 11 nothing? Now you're making a 194 with, you know, Darth Vader on the mound here? No, uh, I, I thought that was silly. As far as Voth and Vader came to mind. Um, mm-hmm. I am not touching Detroit-Pittsburgh. All right, I got lucky with the win last night. I will take it, put it in my pocket, and I'm not going back to that well. 17, 13, whatever the final was in that game. I am definitely going to have something on the Twins. I lost on that one last night. They lost 3-2. I do worry somewhat that Odin Rizzi is making his first start of the season. I don't know how deep he can go, five innings or somewhat. But can you really see Minnesota losing back-to-back games to KC? Minus 148. I don't know if I see that here, so I'm going to have that. Uh, no on the Mets, by the way. I think this is a team that's crumbling. You mentioned the Marlins just never lose. They're going to win the World Series. I'm going to get buy my Marlins t-shirt. Craig Mish, man, he's going to be all, all in heaven. So I'm not going there. Yeah. Uh, I'll have it on the on the Rockies. I'm probably going to go again. They won last night. They're even money tonight. I'll take that. I know it's two pitches that people probably haven't even heard of, Castellani and like, uh, Marjavicious. And you're right about the Dodgers. I mean, I'm surprised that number is so high. Cueto's pitched pretty well this year, right? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a, uh, a decent low-scoring game where maybe the Giants pull it out. So there's nothing that really hits me in the face here. But Colorado and Minnesota mm-hmm. are probably my two favorite plays. But when I say favorite, it's just favorite of the day. They're not locked. So they're like, wow, I can't wait to win money on this game. There are, There's definitely risk involved there. Somewhat, though, that Minnesota game is – I mean, it's a classic spot that you and I have talked about. Like, they're not going to lose the Royals again, right? The Royals aren't going to all of a sudden win a third in a row, right? And you know what? To be fair, yesterday we looked at those numbers. It and we're like, oh, it yeah, I know. I know. But like, we looked at those numbers and was like, ah, oh, it smells fishy a little bit yesterday. These numbers today, minus the 150, that's a little bit more in line with where you would expect it. That's one hour done. Got two more to go. You keep it right here on the grid. Morning Game Live is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.